Welcome to Stratagems, a podcast about strata corporation issues in British Columbia. Your host, Barry Burko, a former strata manager and strata management company owner. Today's guest is Jamie Blay uh, from Access Law. Jamie is um, a very fine uh, strata condominium lawyer in Vancouver. He's been at it for now, what, 25 years, maybe more? 28. 28 years, and I've known Jamie for 20 of those years, so I consider him a good friend and an excellent lawyer. And uh, Jamie's joining us to talk about strata corporations and how Airbnb may or may not fit into those strata corporations and their rental restrictions and all that stuff. Is that what we're talking about today? That's what we're talking about. Okay. So I understand it's a big deal these days because people are trying to rent out their units when they're not there and it becomes a monetary issue. It becomes a whole bunch of uh, other things. But I wonder if you could just um, tell us a bit about Airbnb, the way it works. Tell us kind of how the stratas react to it with their bylaws and then we'll go into from from there. How's that? Sure. Okay. Well, I think generally speaking, uh, you know, Airbnb is... Uh, I guess a type of service that's been uh, um, promoted and championed to kind of fit somewhere in between, uh, you know, hotel accommodation and a bed and breakfast, and it, it really connects, you know, travelers, you know, wanting to visit a certain destination with uh, with homeowners who generally are looking to make extra money to rent out in this particular case their uh, their condominiums. So, you know, that having been said. Um, Certainly in, in Vancouver, uh, Airbnb has uh, been very much on the radar as far as uh, strata corporations uh, have been concerned, mainly for um, negative reasons, you know, some of which we can certainly get into. Uh, but you know, I think generally speaking, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the travelers, the guests identify a place where they would like to visit, and as far as they're concerned, they have a you know, some sort of an agreement, license agreement or contract with a um, person who purports to to uh, to own or occupy, um, in this case, a, a strata lot. And, uh, you know, they make arrangements to, to visit and, you know, pay the fee and so on and so forth. Yeah. And so Airbnb, let's, let's make an assumption that um, the person that is renting their unit is the strata lot owner, because I don't want to get it too complicated where it's a tenant and a subtenant and all that stuff. So what if we make some assumptions for our discussion or frame our discussion? So the strata lot owner is the one that lists his unit or her unit on Airbnb. Um, the strata corporation, let's make a, let's make a, for today's discussion, do you want to talk about it, whether it has a rental restriction or it doesn't, which, which would you prefer? Well, we can we do can both. talk about it having uh, one or the other, certainly. Yeah. Okay, well, let's try and do both and see where we go. But let's start with uh, rental restriction bylaws first. So the assumption is the strata lot owner is the guy or gal renting their unit through Airbnb. The strata corporation has a rental um, restriction bylaw in place. And so how does that not fit or or fit? What what are the issues? Well, there's there's a you know I, I think a couple of problems with it um, you know assuming there's a, a rental restriction bylaw in place and you know we don't know for the purposes of this discussion you know what the, the number percentage would be or the length of time the unit can be rented um, but from the strata corporation's perspective if there's somebody occupying the unit other than the owner and there's a rental restriction bylaw in place they generally take the position that it's a it's a rental um, now there's I think a considerable argument that it isn't 
um, in fact, a rental. You know, the individual, the Airbnb client, isn't a tenant. Um, you know, per se, under the Strata Property Act, or even under the Residential Tenancy Act, um, just because of the, the, the makeup of the arrangement between the the owner and the uh, and the, the visitor or the or the client. Wow! So that that would make that Airbnb person, the person that's renting, or a Airbnb itself, that would make it you know, I guess, slip through any statutory cracks, as it were. And that's one of the concerns is that, you know, where, you know, where can this be kind of addressed and in what form and what fashion? Um, because it can, I think, be be seen to slip through the cracks. Um, because if somebody is uh, occupying through, you know, some sort of a license agreement, is that in fact a a rental, you know, looking at their traditional definition? Um, you know, I would think that a tenant, generally speaking, is somebody who rents pursuant to residential tenancy agreement, pays a rent deposit, um, and for, would rent for the period of time set out in a rental restriction bylaw. Uh, whereas uh, so this, know, Airbnb clients are coming and going on a pretty regular basis. And and they they they're signing a different agreement, aren't they? Uh, yes, I, I would expect that it's just some sort of license agreement, license to occupy. Um, and you know, again, the question is whether or not you know that's considered to be a rental under the Residential Tenancy Act. Uh, you know, I'm not aware of any cases that have gone before any of the uh, you know the adjudicators um, you know for the Residential Tenancy Branch. Uh, but when it comes to the Strata Corporation, they see. The, the occupant is someone who kind of you know doesn't fit with any you know within any of the standard kind of terms you know as a as an owner tenant visitor um, so then you know you run into issues such as what bylaws apply uh, is there insurance coverage in place for this individual um, do they have any skin in the game when it comes to you know um, you know you know the, the security of the building and you know the, the use and enjoyment of the strata lot and the common property um, you know worst case scenario and I think we've we've seen and heard it in the news is that individuals come in and they simply trash a place um, use it as a as a as a party opportunity for a few days and um, then off they go so you know those types of things concern you know strata corporations uh, as a whole uh, and they're certainly looking for ways, generally speaking, to uh, to shut these things down. Oh, they are. That was my next question. Is you know we hear about the 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 you know the horror stories where you know Airbnb client goes in and trashes it, as you've mentioned. What we probably don't hear about is the statistics for the successful Airbnb transactions. And my my guess, without putting my neck on the line, is that by far there's been more successful Air. B&B transactions than not. That would be my my guess. Otherwise, we'd be hearing a lot more about it in the news. What's what's your sense about that? Yeah, that that is my sense as well. I I, I think maybe there's some some tolerance, you know, in in you know some of the, you know the, you know the condo corporations, uh, you know, in the Lower Mainland and elsewhere to to allow this to happen, mm-hmm. um, you know, provided that there's some level of control um, exhibited both by the uh, by the owner. And the the Strata Corporation, but um, you know, given the the significant income that can be earned from these things, it's I don't believe that it's going away. It's just a question of how to control um, the, the process 
um, you know, if if you're going to tolerate it. If I can yeah. So let me paint a picture. Let me paint a strata corporation picture because that's my background being a strata manager. And then maybe let's uh, let's do a bit of role playing. So, you know, here I'll be the strata corporation, and it's let's just take a hundred unit, hundred strata lot unit strata corporation, and everyone kind of knows each other. One, it's 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 been around for twenty years. Um, they've been there for a long time. It's there's a rental restriction bylaw in place because, generally speaking, the ownership wants to, you know, to to control who comes and who goes. And all of a sudden, um, a group a family shows up and they are living next to you, and you're kind of wondering, well, where's you know where's Joe and and Sally? Where did they go? And and then you you know you meet them in the hallways and you find out they're from you know from England or from Europe or from other places and they're here on a you know on a one week vacation, and then you take that one you know, that 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 neighbor takes that back to the strata council and says well well wait a second you know there's there's someone next to me um, for a week uh, and they're renting it and I think it's done through Airbnb, and I'm not so sure I like it that's that would be the you know the the, the neighbor's perspective I suppose if we're going to paint right. that picture. And then that neighbor will then um, likely contact the you know the strata manager or the council and lodge a complaint. And then, what happens from there? Well, that that's I think where the the rubber meets the road is that um, you know if a complaint has been made by an owner to the strata you know council that exercises the powers performs the duties of the strata corporation, um, in my view, they have to. They, being the Strata Council, has to then comply with Section 135 of the, the Strata Property Act that basically says that if there's a complaint, you've got to um, uh, give the, the owner um, the particulars of the complaint in writing and a reasonable opportunity to answer the complaint, including a hearing if requested, uh, before you can impose a fine regarding the person to pay the cost of remedying a contravention or deny a person the use of a recreational facility. So by the time you know the the you know the process from start to finish unfolds, it's probably you know three to five days before that letter gets you know to the the intended recipient, and by then um, you know at least that one Airbnb individual could have packed up and left. Yeah. So let's just rephrase that. So a complaint is written by the uh, by the by the neighbor. It goes to the manager. Manager sends it off to the strata council it's probably put on their uh, agenda for the next meeting or perhaps the, the council acts on it in between meetings and directs the council the manager rather the strata manager to send a bylaw warning or a bylaw infraction letter the one that you mentioned and then it gives the you know the complainant i guess or the the um the, gives the person two weeks to reply and then council deliberates even more and so this process is not i guess what the the point you're trying to make uh the, the process of a of, of enforcing a bylaw contravention um, is slow and it's not immediate. And um, it can be frustrating for the neighbor who doesn't want to see family after family or pe- you know, different people after different people coming through and being their neighbors. Even, even make, let's make the assumption that there's no noise and no issues. That, that person feels uncomfortable. That's the paint, you know, that's the painting we, or the picture we painted. And so, as you say, the, uh, the enforcement options are, are what they're they're slow and and what do they look like? Well, you know our our practice has been when we're advised, um, you know that there is an Airbnb and it may, you know, come to light as a result of some internet sleuthing and and somebody picks up on it. Um, we had one of those uh, actually where the 
you know, it wasn't the owner, it was a, a tenant who was found to be, you know, the, the Airbnb uh, person. But, um, you know, we very quickly write to the owner mm-hmm. uh, and tell them to shut this thing down because it's, uh, you know, we'll argue that it's contrary to the bylaws. We'll argue that, um, you know, it's a, a commercial um, operation and therefore, um, you know, it's illegal in the sense that um, they're not operating with a business license. Um, but again, the, the, the real problem is, is that by that time the letter gets to the owner, um, you know, the person in question is gone. So the, the bigger question is whether or not they'll actually shut their Airbnb operation down or whether they'll push back um, and, and really, you know, force the Strata Corporation's hand. And I think the only way Strata Corporation can then uh, react would be to to go to court to get some sort of uh, you know injunction prohibiting the uh, the Airbnb operation. Wow! So it's not simple. It is not simple. No, it's not a noise complaint. It's not. It's not a parking complaint. It's. It's not any of those. It's this thing really falls outside. You know, many of the tools the Strata corporations would rely on in the past. Yes, and and when you say rely on in the past, more and more. Strata corporations are um, having custom Airbnb bylaws drafted uh, oh. and adopted that um, essentially aimed at not permitting any type of short-term uh, commercial or business type uh, rental or um, occupancy um, accommodation. Well, that's interesting. If anyone's listening and they're uh, an owner of a Strata corporation, they can certainly reach out and contact you and... and and you can provide some advice on how to write those those bylaws or provide the bylaws. But but even a specific, I'm asking the question, I guess, as a specific Airbnb bylaw is in place. Um, and I know that, um, you know, enforcement of bylaws is just such a mess these days. You know, it's always been a mess. It's always been very frustrating. Um, the bylaws are in place, and yet someone still does it. Um, they have to go through that bylaw contravention uh, process we just talked about and still takes time. So I guess, I guess, does the Strata Corporation then go to court and obtain an you know an injunction against everyone, or is it just that one person? You know where I'm going with that. Right. Well, I think it would go to court against the individual against whom the complaint is made. If in fact you know, as a result of the council's investigation, they determined that it is an air yeah. operator. Uh, you know, certainly the possibility of finding the individual under the bylaws um, is, is a possibility. In my view, that's not really an enforcement tool, but the, the Strata Property Act does allow, um, you know, the Strata Corporation through its bylaws to impose fines. So if the, the operator doesn't shut it down and there's um, no appetite, I guess, for the Strata Corporation to immediately go to court, um, then, you know, they can they can impose fines. The question is whether or not they'll ever be successful in recovering them. Yeah, and I suppose the maximum amount is still $200. Is that correct? Under That, that's, that is correct, yeah. And, and that's that once every... every seven days, yeah. Exactly. So every seven days, and then I guess the question that's probably on everyone's mind is, is one Airbnb uh, f- um, infraction the same as the, the next one? In other words, after they've left and another group has come, um, can you fine on the next one, or do you have to go through the whole process of, um, of, of, of uh, you know, 135 because it's a new group in there? That's, a, that's an interesting question. I, I think I would 
um, be happy to argue in front of a judge that it's a continuing contravention because it's the it's the nature of the activity which is the breach it's not the actual person um, who will change from time to time that is committing the breach but the um, the owner of the unit and it's an ongoing breach because they continue to do something that is contrary to the bylaws. Yeah. And so what's in it for, let's look at it from a different perspective. So the Strata Corporation really has this beef with renting units out and they've proven that and they've passed the bylaws and, and now they're looking at, you know, hiring you to take them to court to have an injunction against this one owner and yet another owner may pop up and you know, do the same thing. I, I guess where I'm going with this question, is it is it a, is it even, um, uh, is it worth is it worth the effort? I suppose is there a is there an easier, more effective, perhaps a little, um, uh, you know, stretching the act and regulations and bylaws? Is there a way to, to um, you know, to be more effective in in the application of um, the bylaws? Well, I th- I think there is, but it it may come down to whether or not your building has a. Uh, a concierge service, uh, whether it's uh, full-time or part-time, because a lot of these individuals, uh, as I understand it, come in looking for fobs if they haven't got them from uh, from the owner ahead of time. And, you know, so concierge is certainly aware that this this activity is going on. Um, I've heard in some instances, and I'm not sure that that I would promote this, that um, strata corporations that have... um, uh, FOB entry um, into their buildings have actually cancelled FOBs of um, owners who they believe uh, are operating Airbnb. So that that kind of brings it to the head in terms of the the dispute, um, you know, being being you know front and center. But I'm, I'm not sure that many strata corporations have the appetite to spend, you know, what what it costs in in dollars and cents to take. Uh, you know, uh, an Airbnb operator to court, my guess is they're probably going to try and shut it down through the use of bylaws and, and sternly worded letters. Yeah, and maybe, uh, as you say, uh, uh, the concierge may not even let them in and better to ask for forgiveness later instead of, you know, going through the proper process. I mean, maybe it's time the strata corporations do that sort of stuff to uh, to enforce their bylaws if it's if it's really troublesome. Well, I think that's the key is that you know, sometimes... You know there may be trouble sometimes not, but the I think the the bigger issue for you know strata corporation is you know is this individual um, covered by insurance? Is there insurance um, in place to deal with their activities? Um, the person leaves. How do you track them down? Obviously, you know you've got another target um, being the owner, um, but you know you don't want to have to be in a position I think to. Uh, you know, to deal with a very big um, cleanup as a result of the activity of a, you know, an Airbnb user. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but again, monitoring it, you know, being the, the police that monitors this, you know, 24-7, uh, both, you know, by, you know, looking at the Airbnb, you know, websites and, and, and you know, checking, you know, fob access and, and maybe even looking at security, uh, you know, uh, footage. It, it's it's pretty difficult to to do too much about it in terms of of stopping it um, from happening altogether. And it becomes time consuming, and that person then just takes on a different life, don't they? They become that that police person in their strata corporation. Difficult. It is difficult. Yeah. And, well, and, and that's why there, I think, more and more strata corporations are, are at least looking for the bylaw, mm-hmm. uh, the customized bylaw that they can put in place, um, so that any 
you know, quote, new um, potential Airbnb operators, um, you know, think twice before buying into the building. Hmm. Well, thanks very much, Jamie. It was great talking to you and very informative. Thank you. And um, I hope to speak with you on another topic very shortly. Look forward to it. All right. Take care. Take care. Okay.